I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio so jess are you sure we want to do this i mean it seems like things never work out for us when we plan these things in october what are you talking about we've never had anything happen before (laughs) can you tell me where you were last halloween sure i was with you guys doing what hang on a minute i know this oh hey that's my phone (laughs) haha hang on Fangirl Paranormal Investigations, we turn your ghost to toast. Hey, boss. Where are you? Hey, Eric. Uh, We're on our way. Took a wrong turn at this freaky gas station by that lake back there. This drunk guy was talking about a blood curse, and um, Sarah thought he was mocking the miracle of, well, that time of the month, and there was a fight. Uh, Don't need to know anymore, boss. Thank you. I'm here in front of this place with the owner. If you could hurry, that would be great. He's sort of freaking me out. We are nearly there, I think. Yeah, according to the map, it should be the next turnoff. Great. Yeah, uh, Sarah and Jesse are right behind us. Did the equipment get there okay? Oh, yeah. Ian and I got it ready to go. But you might change your mind when you see this place. I doubt it. I mean, come on. Abandoned medical supply? The creepy giant and supposedly very haunted place that held more cadavers than 20 morgues combined all at once? On Halloween for a live ghost hunt remote episode? What could possibly happen? (laughs) Why did you have to ask that? Uh, yeah, boss. I know why we're here. What's with the exposition? Well, what's a little exposition between friends? Uh, huh. Just hurry up, okay? This guy keeps looking at me funny, and I don't mean in a good way. I mean in that Ted Bundy way with less warmth. Well, just don't get in any vans with him. We'll be there soon. Ian's with him. He should be fine. Ian does know that the bodies aren't supposed to be there anymore, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, he does. And you didn't do that thing you were talking about where you were going to tell him the real Hannibal Lecter kept his leftovers there, right? Rachel? What? Can't I be the evil one every once in a while? Well, no. I think the Earth would fly off its axis or a portal to some weird alternate reality might happen. Ugh. Wow. That was a weird sensation. It felt like someone just walked over my grave. Uh, That would be my phone. Hello? Okay, so tell me again why I'm being made to do this. Carl, you and Jesse are the new kids on the block, so it's a rite of passage for every fangirl or boy to go on a ghost hunt. 
Yeah, I'm not really hanging tough right now. New kid or not. Sarah is telling us the history of this place, and Jessie looks like she's going to try and crawl out of the window while we're still moving. Carl, you know you have the right stuff. You'll be fine. Is she going over it step by step? Jess, Jess, you're not, you're not funny. I beg to differ. Sarah just loves history, that's all. And terrifying people. Hush! You'll be fine, Carl. We're nearly there anyway, so <laughs> it's too late now. Ah! There it is! O'Bannon Medical Supply! Thing of beauty, isn't it? Yeah, if you like creepy giant architecture that came from a time before color film and modern vaccines. I wonder if Mr. Duke has offered any of that special flask to Eric yet to calm him down. I thought he was more prone to chloroform, which, now that I think about it, is sort of frightening and makes me doubt even more the intelligence of our choice tonight. Sometimes it's both at the same time, but that tends to get somewhat messy. Mr. Duke's harmless enough as long as you don't touch whatever bottle he's got with him. Or mention bats. He really hates bats. Where'd you meet this guy again? I told you. I went on that trip to Massachusetts. My rental car broke down outside of that college town and my cell had stopped working. It was doing that thing. All I could hear was chanting coming out of the speaker. And there was salt water pouring out of the screen. Oh yeah, you seem to think that was normal. Well, I don't know what the hell Android is doing now to keep up with Apple. I- anyway, he screeched to a halt in that wicked red car of his and let me use his phone to call Hertz. I mean, yeah, he was saying something about the blessings of the Elder Gods and Rylea go with thee, but he actually hung around till the guy picked me up, and while we were waiting, he gave me a beer and told me about this place. I mentioned we did a bit of ghost hunting, and after he waved his arms around like Kermit on acid, he asked if we could come out and take a look around. And once again, this seemed normal to you? Well, sure. I mean, the beer was some weird stuff. It was something called Arkham Ale. The can was funny. It had all these weird glyphs all over it, and it tasted like seaweed and paint thinner. Was this before or after your husband had to come collect you from the floor of the car rental place? You know, when they called him, they told him that you were ranting about the old ones will eat your souls and wear your flesh. Uh, that would be before, and you promised to never mention that again. Mm-hmm. Perfectly normal. I'm just saying, maybe there's something to the rumors is all. You did hear about that last group that came in here, right? No, no I didn't. Oh, well then... What happened to the last group? Why did you ask that? Well, there was this. Hey, Sarah! Why don't we get everyone together before we make them weep blood, okay? Fine! I'll tell you later. Did someone say weeping blood? Where? Hello, Mr. Duke. Good to see you again. Again? Have we met? Yes, we met. We talked yesterday on the phone. Remember? We're going to be ghost hunting in your building. Oh, yes, yes. The sacrificial, uh, I mean, paranormal investigators. I gave the big guy over there maps to the place. Yeah, he gave these things, which I'm very uncomfortable holding. Be careful, man. That ink smears easily. Yes, it does. It's also very sticky and very red. Observant sort of Samoan you are. Hey, I'm not Samoan. You remind me of an old friend of mine. Oh, the good old days before Azathoth had to take back its due and pulled him kicking and screaming into a portal of jet-black darkness. 
Ah, well, never make a deal with an old one when you're sky high on witch spit, either. It never ends well. Lesson to be learned. I'm not okay with this, Rachel. I'm not okay with this. It'll be fine, Carl. I would also like to make clear that I'm not okay with this. Guys, he's just eccentric. It's all right. He's harmless. Okay, Mr. Duke, we're nearly ready here to start. Yeah, I think we're okay to start here. Come get your headset remotes and PKE meters. Okay. You guys have all been told how these work, right? Oh, between the history of the body snatching and bizarre experiments that sound like torture, yes, Sarah gave us the basics. I'm nothing if not thorough. And slightly horrifying. That's my girl. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Great. I think we're good to go. We can start recording when you're ready, boss. Everyone has a flashlight? Yep. Mine doesn't work. Why doesn't mine work? Is this a new guy thing? Great! I think we're ready, Mr. Duke. Lead the way. Eric, give me a countdown from three. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest Halloween episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. This time we've got something really special for you as we're doing a bit of ghost hunting here at O'Bannon Medical Supply in the great state of Kentucky. We're heading inside right now, and our crew consists of Sarah Buck, Rachel Moore, Ian Moore, and our new blood, Carl Duty and Jesse Tarter. Just had to mention the blood, didn't you? Oh, I don't mind. And that would be our guide into the unknown, Mr. Duke, the owner of the building. We're heading in now. Eric Smith is our man on the outside. Hey, everybody. Good luck, and don't get scared. Ooh. Yeah, brave talk from the guy not going into the Amityville horror here. I mock because I love. Mmm, smells like grandma. Ugh, that wouldn't be my first choice of description. Okay, chuckleheads, let's go. Flashlight's on, everybody. Ah, hey man. Not so close. Ooh, are you sure we've never met? Uh, we just spent three hours outside together. Hmm, so you say. Mr. Duke, why don't you tell our listeners about your building? Like, maybe why you wanted an old medical supply company warehouse. This building, much like the human mind itself, is so much more than what it seems. Layers upon layers. Like a really delicious nacho dip just waiting to be scooped out of a dish. Guacamole, sour cream, so on. Is he talking about eating brains now? I'm confused. Yeah, I'm disturbed by the fact that he just put me off eating nachos, like, forever. Guys, so, uh, what do you mean by layers? There are dimensions here unseen by sane men. Worlds within worlds, bigger on the inside. Holy crap, is this place a TARDIS? Oh, not again. Uh, what just happened? Oh, that's the locking mechanism. That doesn't sound good. Well, we can just unlock it, right? Oh, it will unlock itself. In the morning. What? Did he just say what I think he said? Eric, try the doors, please. No good, boss. This thing isn't budging. <laughs> Are you telling me we're locked in here all night? Of course, that's the deal. This is what we call an all-nighter. 
Drink up. I already had them. That wasn't the deal we made, Mr. Duke. Okay, maybe there's another way out of this place. I mean, there there can't just be one door. Right, guys? Right? Ian, be careful. It's dark in here. Oh, what the heck was that? Is this normal? I can assure you, there is nothing normal about this. Even by our standards, this isn't normal. What the hell is that? Guys, what's going on in there? Mr. Duke? I wouldn't move if I were you. Turning around might not be a good idea either. Oh, always do the opposite of what you think is safe. That's the best advice I've ever been given. I... Oh, God! Oh, Jesus! Oh, God! Oh, God! What just happened? I'm not sure, but whatever that big black blob of stuff was sort of took him. More like absorbed him. What the heck are we going to do? If anyone could unlock those doors, it was him. Jess, I can't get Eric on the headset. Well, hopefully he's still recording. I mean, at least it would be sort of worth it. Uh, really? You're going to go with the guy who, admittedly, is 75% of the reason we're in this mess. Getting sucked into a black blob of doom worth us having a show? Well, yeah. I mean, he's worth something, right? And why not a good show? And hey, are you trying to tell me I'm only worth 25%? Uh, you do realize I'm talking about blame here, right? Blame of us risking our lives right now in this creepy place we're stuck in. Oh, Ella. Yeah, okay. Fine. Well, at least the PKE meters are down low. Maybe... Hey, let me try calling Troy. Maybe the cell phones are a little more juiced and can call out. Sure, you do that. I'm gonna go look around. <sighs> Ian, don't get lost. <laughs> it's okay, Rachel. I'll be careful. Well, I got this. Plus, I have the sticky maps, remember? The sticky, rutty maps. Uh, yes. Hence, don't get lost... You have the maps. Come on. Come on, pick up. Hello? Hey, honey. It's so good to hear your voice. Hey, uh, why do you sound so weird? Glad you asked that. Oh, great. Did that Duke get you blitzed again and leave you on the floor hurts? Is what happened. No. No, this is probably worse. What do you mean worse? You're not in jail, are you? I'm locked up, but I'm not in jail. Listen, we're sort of in trouble here. We're locked inside the haunt we're investigating, and apparently it really is haunted. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be haunted. Anyway, what do you care? It's good ratings. No, no, that's bad, because we're trapped in here with whatever is haunting it, and we can't get out until the morning. The doors are locked with some sort of timer. Why are you bothering me? Get that lunatic to open them. There's another problem. Duke's gone. What do you mean, Duke's gone? I mean, he was sucked in by something. Like what? House of Cards? You need to be a little bit more specific. It looked like a tentacle blob of shadowy darkness come from the furthest reaches of man's sanity, okay? Hey, you know what? That's way too specific. I don't have time for this. You're crazy. <laughs> Troy? Troy? C crap! The phone's dead. Ian! Where are you? I told him not to go off. Which way did he go? I'm, I'm not sure. Should we... We should split up. Kind of like Scooby-Doo. What? You mean like in... Every horror movie ever, because that always works out. Come on, stick together. We need to find him. He's the one with the maps. Oh, thanks.
Well, what? It's true. Ian! Ian! So, Sarah, what were you going to say about the last group that came into here? Now isn't the time. Trust me. Hey, what's that? Shine your lights over there and hurry. I am having ABC Mystery Movie flashbacks here. Is that... A dog? Wait, uh, that's Ian's clothes. Oh my god, that dog, that dog just talked. That dog is wearing Ian's Triforce necklace! Oh, hey, there's the maps! Ew, these are sticky. Rachel, uh, I think that dog is Ian. <gasps> look, look there, that weird statue thing, it looks like a milk bone with tentacles. Or read it, but for the love of god, don't touch it. Whosoever touches the treat of Scubazoth shall gain the knowledge of the four-legged. What the heck does that mean? Rock the rock? Ian, language! Really? Really, Rachel? Well, I told you not to wander off. I think you're seeing what it means. He's a dog, and we're stuck in here. Let me see one of those maps. At least he was nice enough to make copies. Here you go. Ugh. They are sticky. Uh, let's see. Well, well, this looks complicated. There has to be another entrance out of here. There has to be a place they brought the stuff in, right? Yeah, that makes sense. They had to bring these bodies in somehow. Side note, kind of feel bad about the Scooby joke right now. You mean other than the front door. Morbid and not helping, Sarah. Just keeping it real. How do we fix Ian? My husband is a dog here. Hey, according to Maury Povich, that's a thing. So I'm just saying, you know, guest spot, maybe. Carl, not helping. Sorry, just trying to follow Sarah's example. Rick's okay. Aw, oh, thanks, man. Hi, Paul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, did you smell that? That wasn't me. No raving to dog. True that. That's racial profiling or, or something. That's right. I wasn't going to blame the dog. She's right, though. That's a weird smell. Maybe the bodies are still here. Seriously, Sarah. A anyway, yes, I do smell it. We're in an old freaking place that housed all kinds of weird stuff and just managed to turn Ian into a dog. So, yeah, we're probably going to smell some odd things. So, wait, back to my question. How do we fix my dog husband? And why does that remind me of something? I have no idea, but it's giving me some weird deja vu feels, too. Either way, maybe we should split up. Oh, game over, man. We're all gonna die, man. Carl, not helping. We're going to explore. Well, after looking at this oddly leathery and sticky map, I see there's a place marked as the library. And if David Tennant taught us anything, it's that books are great weapons against evil. Also sexy. All hail ten. All hail ten. Okay, that was creepy in a night 
full of creepy. It's a fangirl thing. It's in the DNA. Anyway, we're stuck in this place until morning. If we have a shot of getting out sooner and in one piece, we need to find another way out. We also have to find a cure for whatever it is that canined in. This place looks like it's the type of digs that would have an arcane volume-filled palace to reading, doesn't it? Well, yeah. So I bet if we look around, we can find a way to reverse engineer Cujo here. Rabies? You're freaking out my puppy husband. I'm not a puppy. I'm a rat. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Who's a good boy? Is this normal? Uh, yeah. For us. Okay, so team library. Uh, Rachel, Ian, and Jesse. Team way out is Carl, Sarah, and I. Sound good? I guess it's as good as it's gonna get. Oh, stop being negative. <laughs> Are you serious? Break it up, you two. See you guys up. We're going down. Raising. Sorry. Anyway. <sighs> Now would be a good time for the head review segment. Hey, everybody, and welcome to um, Fangirl Radio back again. Mr. Greg Anson and Mr. Michael Neal. Hello, hello, hey, hey. And uh, these gents are back to it in the world of Infinite Santa, and they brought a friend with them, um, also known as the Big Bunny. <laughs> and uh, they have they have uh, brought Big Bunny to the small screen on YouTube uh, with his own spinoff. And um, I got to I got to ask you guys what what inspired what the, the Big Bunny? What? <laughs> What 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 happened here? Why, why well, does he have so many? Nip, why does he have so many nipples? Firstly, <laughs> that was uh, Dawn, the artist who brought him to life. That she was all about the nipples. I wasn't actually sure about it at first, but she and Greg loved I was, it. So, I was like, so kind of, I'm so blind to it, and like it's <laughs> just so... kind of it's part of his character, and like, um, like on his side view, I've been doing stuff. Um, when his arm isn't there, he has like a he has like a seventh nipple or something. <laughs> it's like, wow! It's like, yeah, it's like it, I forgot about that. It's like uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just part of the design, and I guess that's what a uh, a rabbit would have, you know. But, but, but a male rabbit? I, I'm, I'm yeah, they do. I'm confused. I'm confused and scared. I mean, male dudes have nipples, so maybe a hundred foot yeah, giant cats have bunnies. nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's one of those things. He just got extra because he got so big. <laughs> so, I, I, I kind of like him though, so it's not. I, I like it. It's just, just, it's kind of disconcerting when you're not expecting <laughs> it there. So, okay, so tell us about Big Bunny and um, how you started doing the new series of his Adventures in Time, and why Adventures in Time? What, what, what inspired that? Um, well, I think, I mean, I think Big Bunny. This, this, like, I mean, and this is, I mean, we always have some humor in our stuff. Um, but this definitely came out of Mike and I making the movie kind of sitting in a room, just like going star crazy. So we would, you know, especially Mike would, would talk like that all the time. So, um, and, um, I think 
that kind of came about kind of organically in terms of his character. Um, Mike and I, we're going to continue the web series and we're going to continue um, the Infinite Santa um, show. But this is something we could do in the meantime um, that could give our fans more content. And um, we don't have many characters like him who's kind of silly. So that can kind of, you know, comment on the world. So that's why he's trapped in time. Everyone else is a little bit more, you know, they, they have a, I mean, we Santa could, but we wouldn't want to do that with him. <laughs> so, um, for Infinite Santa, you're doing something really, really cool. You're, you're doing tutorials and commentaries in a way that will help other artists and up-and-coming people that are interested in, in taking on kind of doing their own thing and creating their own series and teaching them what to do. What, um, what made you want to do that? Well, we kind of fell into it a little bit. When we finished the movie, the Infinite Santa movie, we made all these behind-the-scenes extras you know, for a Blu-ray or, or DVD and you know, that's not, the market really isn't going that way. And we just kind of figured, you know, let's, we have these assets, let's put them out on YouTube. And then we started thinking like, well, you know, we could do a commentary, but who's going to watch an hour and a half commentary of a movie on YouTube. Let's break it up into tiny little sections. And then we thought, well, maybe let's, let's, you know, teach people how to do this. Cause I've had other um, animators that use our animation program after effects, ask me how we did things. So I thought, well, maybe they want to see that too. And and then this big bunny thing came out of nowhere and, you know, it just kind of started adding extra stuff. And, you know, it's been kind of cool just to dive into it. Like, it, I find it kind of interesting because the tutorials are a way to show nuts and bolts of how we do specific things. But I find the commentaries, you know, just personally almost as, I don't know, a different kind of um, instruction, I guess. You know, we talk about why we made a scene uh, scary or how we did it or... You know, why? how do we try to make this scene have a good sense of heart and warmth? And, you know, more, if someone isn't animating, I think you could watch that and still get something from it, even if you don't know, you know, the, the software as much. Gotcha. And um, now I know uh, one big point of, uh, that makes this, makes Infinite Santa stand out too is the music. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the soundtrack that goes to the series and the film and where you came up with wanting to do like a, a it's it's some rock and heavy metal where, <laughs> well, where, really did, where did that all come into it and who did you get to uh, perform on that well a, a couple of things i mean i think right i mean mike and i kind of similar taste and you know when we do film you got to be you got to be diverse you can't just be into rock and roll but because this was animation and because it was action adventure we knew that like it had to be you know like metal and with a drive-in horror show, we'd work with a band called Hot Black, and uh, the guitar player Todd we're friends with, and kind of kind of through him and Mike and I and my friend Anthony Resta and a drummer Josh Quadra, um, it all kind of came together. Um, I mean, hopefully in the near near future, we're going to actually be releasing some of this music in a more official way. I mean, it's up on our YouTube and some videos and it's in our music and our web series. So if you like it, you got to watch it that way for now. But, you know, future down the road, we're going to release it. And uh, we've had a really strong reaction to it. Um, It's just kind of something that happened organically as we were making the film because, you know, there's so many aspects to it. You know, we're not really a record label. We're kind of filmmakers, you know. But you've got a history in music. Yes, yes, yes. But but music, that's more, um, <laughs> I mean, music, I do, but music, that that's way in the past. And music's, um, 
music somewhat of a hobby for me. Um, the business side, and it, it's a very tough business. I, I like doing filmmaking a lot better. Gotcha. So tell me about um, where in the future you see Infinite Santa heading, because I know you guys are, are wanting to return and do another, a new, another round of, of a series for it and continue the story. Um, where, where do you want to see it go? Oh, go ahead, Greg, if you want to take that. Oh, one. okay, sure, sure, Mike, I was kind of going to let you, but that's fine. Oh, no, um, no worries, dude. No worries. Oh, no, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, um, I think where we'd like to see it go is, I mean, ideally, like, in, like, you know, utopia, like, I, I think Mike and I would love to see this, like, Mad Max, like, a weekly TV series where there's, like, all these great vehicles and Santa, because some of this stuff, like, live action would just be fantastic and um, we're kind of developing that storyline as we're doing this stuff this winter to kind of you know bring it out to people whether I don't know how we'll actually achieve this um, but that's what we're developing now um, however that turns out however like what medium it comes out through um, it's really like you know further down the road but that's where Mike and I are kind of working on now kind of um, making it, you know, kind of expanding the world we've already done. Yeah, and, and also, you know, we, we've we had people since the beginning asking us to continue the web series, um, which is great. Yeah. That's actually why we made the movie was because we had fans asking for, for more stuff. So that, we could launch into that again. The, the, it's a three-series, a three-season series, um, three series. So season two was written. Season three um, is all plotted out. And, um, you know, I... I think at some point it'd be still be fun to do that. Um, doing the weekly release is really, um, is, is cool. It's a different way of doing things. And YouTube's changed a lot since we first did it in 2010. Um, they seem to really support, um, like scheduled content now, almost like a TV channel in a way that they maybe didn't when we first came out. So, um, who knows what the future holds for us when we just kind of want to keep infinite Santa rolling in whatever form. Um, but I think it would be really it, fun. I'd love to see what it would do on this YouTube, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, I think, I think, you know, I think what Mike was, in, we're both kind of getting at. Yeah, just continuing, continuing it. I mean, um, you know, if we, if, if doing it with live action is just out of our production range, I mean, the web series, we've learned so much and like the storylines would just be fantastic. And, um, you know, even maybe releasing it in some ways, like as a graphic novel and, you know, uh, um, would always have to, like you said, would always have to produce more music. Um, and there's just so many other things that people would just, I know, they, they like about the series that we're just kind of keeping it going. You know, it's kind of the new world of like, you know, every week just producing something towards the series, you know. Well, what's cool about Infinite Santa to me is you guys started it around the same time that YouTube really started coming into its own. And now you've grown with it as YouTube has grown into like this mammoth piece oh, of the internet. Lord. It's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. And you're like a success story because you started with a, a series on there and then you ended up having a feature film that came from it. And now you're back and you're kind of paying back to your fans by doing these, you know, trainings and sharing with them what you did. Well, and I, sure. and- Mike, Mike's kind of taught me that, that and, and, and that's, that is what, you know, as much as people watching our content, um, 
they want to they want to see who the voice is. They want to they they want to see who colored this and you know how it was done. Yeah, and you know I think it builds on some of our reaction in the beginning. You know, people don't tend to comment as much now as they used to. Um, I think maybe people watch it on their phone or on on Facebook and just don't bother. Um, but a lot of our early comments were people saying like, "Hey, what software did you use?" or "This is really neat. I have a question about this particular moment," or "I like this or that." and you know, YouTube encourages collaboration and feedback so much. And, um, you know, I, I think these videos will be a way for us to show in more detail than we can with just a comment, you know. Oh, totally. And and we've we've seen that in, like, DVD releases and things like that, that people really gravitate towards this and, and they utilize it when they see these making ofs and things like that, especially with this, because you guys make it very accessible and you answer comments. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and and I think I, I think I think that's kind of you know where's filmmaking changed in the last thirty years is like, um, and you know for whatever project we tackle next, you know whoever it's with, you know it's almost like it's worth it to hire even if it's not the best done a, a documentary crew to follow you around because people want to see every part of of the filmmaking thing because there's as much drama in that as there is in actual film and like you might not think it's drama but mike and i not as much with infinite santa because we kind of had our own little words but you know we don't get in arguments but there's a lot of decision stuff that happens that like i guess if we filmed it two years later it would be a big decision in the final event of the movie you know it's like i don't remember some of those discussions mike you know do you you know not really i mean and it's probably stuff like well actually here's what comes to mind is a gigantic fight in the film in a giant room full of cages and mutants and really big action. And I remember when we, when it came time to figure it out, like actually sitting down and figuring out an aesthetic for it, that like took us a while to figure out, but once you get it, it's like that basically plans the whole scene. So you kind of, you start with a couple days of planning and then like, you know, a month later of animating and then a couple months later after all the sound, it's there. So um, yeah, I guess it might be interesting to see because for us, it's just like every day, you know, we just go from one, one, you know, challenge to the next, really, you know. That's awesome. Well, okay, so uh, I am I think we're running out of time, but I've got, yep. I got a question for each of you. Um, <laughs> as it is Halloween time, what is the one memory that sticks out for you from your history of Halloween? <laughs> oh, I got, I got a good one. Oh, man. Yeah, go for it. I got a couple. Well, this is really <laughs> bad. This is just like, I remember one Halloween and, uh, I, I'm pretty. I think it was maybe it wasn't Halloween, but I know there was a there was a neighborhood dog, and it definitely like chased me down one Halloween and like like on a dark <laughs> night. It's like a Doberman, and it's like I was scared of dogs for a long time because of that dog chasing me. So that's a Halloween memory. How old were you? <laughs> I don't know. I might have been like, and I, I know I think on Halloween I might have been with my dad, and my dad was just like. Don't, like, be afraid of it. Just stand up to it and it won't bark at you. And the thing was just, rah! I was like, <laughs> just knew I was afraid. Of course, my dad was probably provoking it or something. He's so. <laughs> right. Exactly. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, that's a bad memory I have. Well, I have one where, um, so sixth grade, and I discovered the angel of death. I thought it was this awesome thing, you know, big, badass guy with a cloak and a big scythe. And, and you know, I heard he was called the Grim Reaper. So I'm like, oh, it's even better. So in sixth grade, um, in class, they were asking us what we're going to be. And I said, the Grim Reaper. 
And a friend of mine who had terrible hearing was like, what, the Green Raper? Like in front of the whole <laughs> class. And I was like, oh, gosh. That would be a kind of cool costume that I think about. But oh, <laughs> Green no. Raper. <laughs> no, no, bad. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. Um, well, thank you for having us, Jessica. Oh, no worries. I, I kind of worried now about that Green Raper comment, but that's okay. <laughs> can't unhear it so. i know there you go it's in my consciousness now i'm gonna not look yeah. at the vegetables the same way ever again um so well thank you guys again for joining us and um everybody you can go check out infinite santa 8000 on youtube just pop in infinite santa 8000 and it will also uh take you to the land of the big bunny and you can check him out too and all of his strange nipples and his travels through time Yes. I can't let it go. It's in my head. Um, But thank you again, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All righty, guys. And happy Halloween to all of you. Same to you. Yeah. (sighs) How big is this freaking place? I told you. TARDIS. Yes, Ian, you have to deal with the Whovians. I'm sorry. I think this is it, though. That smell is back. Whew. Anyone else kind of dizzy? Rush. Rush. Oh my god. This place is amazing. Look at all these books. How are we going to find anything in here? I don't know, but my husband has to be a dog. So, we need to get looking. Maybe I can help. Dog. Yes, it is I, Doug Jones, master of a million faces and king of latex appliances. Also, hugs. Not that it isn't great to see you, but what are you doing here? How are you here? Yeah, you don't have the foggiest. But I do know a thing or two about being turned into a creature that's no longer of the human variety. But, uh, oh, look at this pretty boy. Come here, puppy. Is this really happening, or did I knock my head on something? No, this is really happening, I think. Doug, seriously, how are you here? Who's your good little puppy? Wee! Ian, heal! Doug, what are you doing here? Yeah, honestly, don't have a clue. But I think you can find your answer to this darling puppy's problem over there on that shelf. Uh, right next to the collected works of Mike Mignola, because whoever's books they are, they've got taste. Great! Oh, thank you, Doug. Oh, anytime, darling Rachel. Hey, you wouldn't happen to know when Hellboy 3 is coming out, would you? Because I haven't been asked that before. Whoa, he's gone! Did I do that? I don't think it was you, but yeah, I'm sure that's a sore subject. Come on, we need to search this shelf. Seriously? No way. What? This book's title is So Now You're a Dog. Now What? Hey, give me that! Holy crap, this is it! Written by Dr. Herbert Stockton Duke? That's the lunatic that led us here! What's it say we need to do? Well, we need to find something called Trioxin. I'm not seeing anything remotely like a loading dock. Oh, have we not reached the end of this hallway? Seriously, it's the same thing over and over 
over again. Maybe we're in the Matrix? We're not in the Matrix. If we were, I'd be someone important, like an actor. Ugh. Let me look at this again. How many times have we walked by this weird statue? I don't know. Half a dozen? Hmm. On the map here, it shows it only once, so we're obviously going in a circle. <sighs> this just sucks. This is not the night I had envisioned. I mean, I just wanted to have a bit of a laugh and maybe drink a can of that freaky beer. And instead, we're all stuck here, probably going to die by the tentacle of an angry golder god whose name I can't even pronounce. Well, <laughs> typically, you'd have to have your lips ripped off to be able to pronounce their names correctly, usually by your own hand, in supplication to their might and will. I know that. What kind of hack do you take me for? Um, speaking of tentacle... Did you notice the statues? Yeah, I think this is supposed to be Cthulhu, so tentacles are part of the package. Yeah, but did you notice that one of them is different than the others? Look at it. It's pointed in a completely opposite direction from the rest. Oh, you're right. Let me see something. Ah! In the name of Jiminy Cricket. everything. Ow. Sir, can you please move? I think I broke my entire torso. You landed mostly on me. I'm more worried about my torso. Oh, God, my spine. Where the hell are we? Not in that hallway, at least. What's with all these canisters? Oh, God, there's that smell again. Well, we can't blame it on the dog this time. Hey, you, you dizzy? That could be the fall. <laughs> Poppies, wait. Uh, let me let me see. T r i o x i n trioxin. What the hell is that? I, I don't know. Sounds sounds like a hell of a drink. Sounds sciencey. We we getting a drink after this? Oh. Did someone say drinking? Caleb. Hello, wifey. It is I, your beloved husband, Caleb, pontificator extraordinaire, and one hell of a drinker, and sometimes scientist. Uh, Caleb. What the heck are you doing here, and how? No idea, but it sounds like you've got some questions. But you aren't a real scientist. When has that ever stopped anyone, especially climate change deniers? He's got a point. Plus, he was an alien mastermind that one time, right? Uh, so Caleb, what can you tell us about Trioxin? Trioxin was created by the military in 1966, is a top-secret chemical research project 
Its properties were mysterious and powerful. The resulting accidental leak of the chemical onto a military base caused the dead to come back to life, group hallucinations, cross-dimensional gene changing, and a portal to the land of what we now know as the Elder Gods, which in turn caused a group of exposed soldiers to go completely insane and simultaneously melt into gelatinous globs of chunky meat goo. Wow. Yeah, wow. And we're in a room filled with drums of it. Great. Yes, the military realized even they weren't ready to use something like this for, well, anything. Not knowing how to dispose of it, they had it stored away in an old medical storage facility. Over the years, they forgot that it even existed. Well, until now. Yeah, I think we found it, which... Group hallucinations. I think we figured out how you are here, Caleb. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. You don't happen to have any bourbon. I don't think so. And I wouldn't say yes to drinking the trioxin. But you know what? Thanks for the help, though. And, you know, the, uh, the exposition. Knowing is half the battle. Well, he was a nice guy. And rather scary. That's Caleb. Oddly endearing, and yet sometimes terrifying. So, what do we do now? How do we get out of here? I sort of went away from the mutating insanity goo now that it's making me hallucinate my husband in places he shouldn't be. Because that could lead to issues down the line, <laughs> you know? Well, the trap door closed behind us. I'm really not sure how we're going to get out of here now. Well, if there was a trap door up there, there's probably another one down here. We just have to find it. Just don't... Don't touch those barrels. I think I saw something looking out of one of them. Guys! Hey! You found the funny tentacle, too! Freezing! Yes, yes we did. After we found a freaking monster covered in them. What? Yeah, what? We found a book with a cure for dog boy here. <laughs> Sorry, for Ian here, with the help of random Jug Jones. Aww, Dougie was here? He's so sweet and a cutie. Yep, he was all those and most helpful. Anyway, right after we found it, this monster thing came after us. It looked like the love child of Davy Jones and Swamp Thing. It started chasing us and we found a hallway that went on forever. Yeah, we're familiar with that one. So we found the statue of a thing that looked sort of like it and noticed the funny tentacle. And well, here we are. What is all this stuff? Trioxin. Trioxin? That's the stuff that can cure Ian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Caleb said this stuff was dangerous and we can't touch it. Caleb? Really? Yeah, Caleb was here. He was helpful too. And sort of hammered and smelled strongly of bourbon. Right before we figured out he was a hallucination caused by all of this trioxin. I guess that explains Dougie then. It could explain the big giant monster. I'd rather be sure of the big giant monster not being real, thank you very much. Well, I guess you're gonna get your wish! 
of knowing if it's real or not. Great. What do we do? Uh, well, hiding is good. I thought you said not to get near those barrels. Well, what else can we do? Oh. And I thought that weird smell was bad. This is the worst. What? Why aren't proton packs a real thing? This goes against all my instincts as a fat man, but run! Please! Uh, hang on a minute. Did, did you see that? That monster is wearing sneakers! I, I, are you serious? How can you even tell? Years of MST3K. Let's jump him. Maybe. But I'm sick of running around, and there's a Joe Bob marathon on tonight. I'm not going to miss it. Priorities. On three. One, two, three. Hold him down. I'm going to pull his hair off. Mr. Duke. But why? Why trap us in here and then chase us around? And why fake your own abduction by a shadowy blob? Oh, it wasn't fake. I did that. I've been mainlining a small dose of trioxin I found for the last few years. It's given me abilities beyond those of mortal men. But I'm running out. And I knew hidden in this building was the mother load. If I could find it, I could become more powerful than Cthulhu himself. I could be the god. But I could never find it. Too many ghosts showing up, distracting me. Have you ever seen a two-headed Raquel Welsh that spit fireballs wearing a bodysuit made out of bear fur? It's amazing. Don't get me started on the Betty Page Centaur. Ooh, what a night. So, you've been sending other people in here to find it for you. And chasing them around like a monster because... It's fun! Also, I needed the training for when I become an immortal creature from the nightmares of all unholy things. And making my husband a dog? Insurance, you'd be looking for the trioxin. That book's a phony. The spell only lasts until sunrise. I needed to know where the stash was, and then I could get rid of the group that found it easily enough. I figured when I opened the portal to the dark realm of the sleeping ones, I could offer you up as appetizers. Pave the way for my walk to the throne, as it were. That's some cold shiz, Mr. Duke. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling fangirls. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not sure what to do with a slightly black art-powered lunatic like this. Can the police even deal with him? Uh, I somehow don't think you'll have to worry about that at all. What do you mean? Do you have eyes? Look! Holy crap! Look at that over the barrels! It's crazy! Wait, wait! Guys, don't look directly at it! You'll go crazy! Well, I've seen this before. What is it? It's a portal to the land of the sleeping ones who aren't that asleep. I I have a feeling they may have just heard the wannabe's idea just now. Exposition is a killer. Ah! Giant tentacle! Giant tentacle! Oh! Oh, God! You'll be sorry! You'll be sorry! It's got him! Hot damn! Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark! And slightly more hentai! Oh, damn you, fangirls! I'll get you for this! I'll get you! Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, this is like a yearly thing for you guys? 
Pretty much. Yep. Well, so, I'm guessing we have a few hours before sunrise and the doors open and Ian undogs. What What do we do? <sighs> well, we could hang out here and see who else shows up. I am not huffing trioxin. Drugs are bad, okay? These are way worse. Hey, old ones. Yo, little help. Wow. That was a big, big tentacle. And now we have a door. <laughs> guys, guys, what was that? Was that like a giant tentacle that just nearly took my head off? <laughs> yes, it was. Just checking. Hey, it's Dawn. We were in there for longer than I thought. I'm back. And with slightly less hair. Oh, hey. We should find you clothes. Meh. Um. Excuse me. Pardon me. I need to assist the naked ex-dog boy. So, Jess, aren't you worried about what that crazy man in there said about coming back to get us? Nah. I don't think there's anything to it. But there's all that trioxin in there? It should be fine. I mean, we made it out. What's the worst that could happen? Yep. I've heard that before. So, hey, you two. Are you glad you joined up? You have to ask? I mean, this was amazing. Amazing. More than a little dangerous and insane. <laughs> so fun, huh? Fun's a word. So much fun. I mean, if this is Halloween, I'd hate to know what you guys do for Christmas. Hold on a second. That's my phone. Hello, this is Jessica. Yes, I know where the Nakatomi radio station is. Why? Where is my husband? Hello? Jess, hey, what's going on? So, you're glad you joined up? Well, I, yeah, all things considered. Well, welcome to the party, pal.